0: Hi, my name is Chris Stoker-Walker, and this is Uncommon.
1: Uncommon and Uncommon Clips are produced by Narelle, a unique digital agency. Head to narelle.com to learn more. That's dot ecom You know, when we think about the Internet Research Agency in that 2016 election and people start to say, oh, disinformation, misinformation, it was all aligned to one specific side. It never really is. It's always just about making people confused on either side. So it never has ever a focus on distorting towards one team or another. It's just about creating friction in in democracy. And so the outcome of that was people pushed back on Facebook. They were annoyed. There was Senate inquiries. All these sorts of rules came out of it. And I wonder, are we now just going to see the same thing with TikTok where it becomes the next platform where our political angst is accentuated again? Or do you think there's potentially something else sinister there? Which way do you move towards? So the way that I
0: explain it in the book and the way that I explain it to all the people is that I'm I'm not the world's best journalist, right? Like, I'll be honest, I'm decent, as evidence by the fact that I write for all these different places, but I'm not like Woodward and Bernstein or anything like that. Right. I write about silly things on the internet, but I do have the ability to do decent kind of investigative reporting um, to a, a decent level, not an amazing level. I haven't been able to find the bat phone that connects Xi Jinping and Yumin Zhang. Okay. Like I, and it's not yeah. for a lack of trying because I, I am good at my job. Like, I'm not the best at my job, but I am good at my job. And um, I I wouldn't be sitting on a scoop like that if I could find (laughs) evidence that TikTok is a deep state plot for China to exert its power, if it's that sort of thing. I think what's what's interesting is that there is an element of, you you mentioned the Cold War and this idea of a new Cold War. I think that there is inadvertently a kind of parallel here between, you know, the sort of 1980s when we started to get Western pop music, McDonald's in Red Square, and Levi jeans appearing in in the Soviet Union, and kind of the the knock on effect on society of that, which you know, from what I understand, wasn't a deliberate thing by kind of the West to try and bring down the Soviet Union. It was just kind of a cause and effect in a way. TikTok, I don't think, is an explicit tool of the Chinese state, but we know that they have the Belt and Road Initiative, and we know that Xi Jinping has talked about like sending out, um, you know, cultural emissaries to talk well about China and things like that, um, which you know, makes a lot of sense, and yeah, you know, I, I think that. It's also interesting that you brought up this idea of like the, the political fury about Facebook and things like that. And I, you know, I I empathize an awful lot with the fact that people are concerned about TikTok because they have correctly diagnosed the issue, which is that social media is a big concern and it is having kind of pernicious effects on all of us that we don't necessarily fully understand, and that I think the platforms involved don't necessarily fully appreciate how much they are able to affect us. But the actual, you know, so we've diagnosed the illness, but the cause of it, we are incorrectly diagnosing as China is trying to overthrow the world um it's at least in the the sort of idea of tiktok here and i i don't think that is the case i think there are concerns around certain things like that but like i don't think it's here that one one example really really quickly about two years ago when i was doing publicity for my youtube book after it came out i went on um I think it was the PM program on BBC Radio 4, which is like one of the big uh, news programs on radio in the UK. And someone asked me, it was about like the time that the US Army was banning its soldiers from using TikTok and things like that. And the point that I made was like, it seems really stupid to do that because if... You're concerned that a Chinese spy is going to be watching your daughter's bedroom through the videos that they post on TikTok. If you ban TikTok, all they need to do is go to Facebook or YouTube yeah, and no, see the yeah. exact same video. Like yeah. it exists already. We post this
1: stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, t- I totally agree with that. Look, I, I, I think TikTok is no different in its potential for informa- uh, disinformation or misinformation than any other platform. I have seen, you have to dig very deeply and look for these accounts, but I've seen state run propaganda, but it's not anything that is unusual that you see on Twitter. In fact, they're more prominent on Twitter. They are passionately aware. uh, And it's very clear to me that it's propaganda that they put out on Twitter. I actually think that, um, like, being at the forefront here in Australia and seeing how in depth this thing in China is, it's, it's a little bit more complex as we both know. It's never as gray, sorry, black or white as people think it is, but you know, the, the communist state and the entities that they own is very different to the tech group of people who run their own companies in China. And in actual fact, Xi Jinping is trying to recreate the days of Mao, uh, Maoist China, let's call it, um, by making the state more socialist and less capitalist. And he's actually sidelined and in some cases, persecuted ultra rich tech entrepreneur, and particularly the tech sector in China. Like Xi Jinping does not like the tech sector because he sees what it can do for giving people freedom and insight into their, their own lives. So, There's no, that's the reason why Jack Ma and others have basically come into trouble with the Communist Party. And there's consistent talk about the fact that these entities could be broken up by um, the Communist Party in some way or partially owned by state run assets, et cetera. So I I don't think TikTok is any different to Facebook. No, and it's super interesting seeing this happening right now. Like
0: there's a lot of intervention in the Chinese market from the government, like they're starting to have this pretty significant crackdown on these yeah. platforms. Um and what I find really interesting and you know it's one of my big frustrations about the book is that TikTok did not give me access to Yim and you know, the, the the founder of Bike Dance and TikTok, not for a lack of asking and they still haven't. In fact, in the acknowledgments I say um thank you for all the help that you're giving me in terms of connecting with people because they were quite generous for a book that is certainly far from um yeah, you know, uh, a glowing profile of them. You know, I, I kind of highlight in the book lots of issues, some of which have not been reported before. But um, one of the things that I do say is that, like, I would have loved to have spoken to him because from what I gather from speaking to people who know him and who have been around him and who kind of revolve in his his circle is that, you know, he, he is kind of an interesting character in that he is essentially a massive capitalist. Like, he, he yeah. consumes you know, airport biographies of, you know, tech CEOs and business titans, you know, hugely. And he, he wants bydance to be, you know, in quotes, as borderless as Google. He wants a global company. Um, but he's also a pragmatist and he's aware that he exists in this highly controlled state and has to abide by those rules internally while at the same time trying to play both sides. He's, you know, he's kowtowing to the state in China while also trying to head off the criticism that he is too much in thrall to the state
1: <laughs> from yeah. elsewhere. No, I think most of the criticism of the tech companies is unwarranted. I think it's unfair. I think they represent people that we should be supporting in China um, and there is a whole sect and group of people politically that support that you know within the communist party that support those group of people and they are uh, Xi Jinping's direct competitors essentially so yeah it's it's always really interesting like when I googled um, the founder uh, how do you pronounce his name is it Zhang, Zhang Yiming Yeah, basically. So when you search his name and you look at the articles that come up, it's always articles that counteract each other. It's like the Chinese Communist Party is cracking down on entrepreneurs. Uh, TikTok is a mouthpiece for the CCP. It's like, which one is true? You know, like either they represent one end of the political spectrum or they don't because uh, we know in China that that exists. So I always find it really funny reading that stuff. And I think that the tech sector represents the liberal, open democratic version of China that we all wish, at least in the West, that we wish existed.
0: Yeah. What's really interesting is that it's both. Like there is the opportunity for it to be both. And I think that's what's fascinating in the book. And there's a a guy that was at QUT over in Australia who's now moved over to a a French university, a guy called um, D-Bondi Valvodinos K, who does some really interesting academic research with some colleagues. He looked at the two uh, platforms. He looked at TikTok and he looked at Douyin, the the Western version of TikTok and the, the Chinese version of TikTok. And he had this idea, this concept of what he calls parallel platformization which is that they are essentially the two same apps with some very, very small differences. So Douyin has a an extra tab on its homepage beyond the the For you, uh, you Feed and the following one, which is called the Positive Energy uh, tab, which is basically put there in response to a crackdown by Chinese censors that said that you weren't patriotic enough. So that literally just shows you propaganda. And TikTok is a fascinating case study. That's kind of why i latched onto it and been so intrigued by it because it is this app that is trying to serve two masters at the same time and trying to keep both happy and struggling enormously because you have China saying you're far too West and you need to kind of crack down on this and you have the West saying you're far too Chinese and you need to crack down on this and they're not going to satisfy either in in doing that because it's just not possible.